Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Brandon Escott in tonight, steering the ship home in the final half hour of Inside Sports. We've got a couple great events coming up this weekend. Great weather, so what better timing for a little bit of a car show, a little bit of horse racing going on down at Century Mile. We'll hear from horse trainer Robertino Diodoro. He's won a lot, a lot of money, a lot of races. Get the lowdown on that in a few minutes' time, but right now... Uh, from the Northern Alberta Sports Car Club, we're pleased to welcome to Inside Sports Brian Sinfield to talk about uh, a celebration of motorsport history, shall we call it, Brian. You're on with Brendan tonight. How's it going? Good, good. good. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good description. It's a celebration of Speedway Park road racing history. You know, you know, back in the heyday at Speedway Park, uh, we had Can-Am races, we had Formula 5000 races, we had all kinds of things going on. So this weekend, we've got the River City Motors, the, the Speedway Park Revival Car Show. That's correct? Right. Yep. The car show is Saturday from 11 till 4. The featured mark this year is Datsun. And so there'll be all kinds of Datsun, Nissans now, of course. But that, 240Zs, there's a whole bunch. In the old days, there used to be a bunch of 240Zs that were raced. But the guys brought, dug their old 240Z race cars out, and they're going to display those. Plus, all of the guys that have got modern Zs and stuff will be there. Yep. Uh, so who do we have? Uh, is it just local entrance and, into the, the show? Yeah, it's local entrance, essentially, in the show. But we do have some special cars coming for the Speedway Revival portion of the thing. There's a fellow in town that owns a couple of Can-Am cars and a Formula One car and a Ferrari F1 car and a Ferrari sports racer and a couple a few other exotics. We'll have an Indy car there. They never raced at Speedway, but we have a guy in town that owns an Indy car. That'll be on display. There'll be uh, Nissan is helping us out with this this year. They'll have a 400Z, which is the new Z that's not out. It's not for sale until later this year or early next year. There's a pre-production one that they brought out for the show. So people will get an opportunity to see a 400Z before it's available in the dealers or anywhere else. Brian, where is this taking place? This takes place at Rad Torque Raceways. Historically, it used to be called Castle Raceways, but now Rad Torque Raceways. Um, it's, it's children 12 and under are free. It's $10 a person. The car show runs from 11 till 4. And as part of the historical thing, from noon till 1215, these revival cars, these Pan Am cars and Formula One cars will do a few parade laps. And then actually at 220, there will be a revival cars race, a 22-minute a 22 race with these uh, exotic cars from the past. There's just something about the sound of the engine when they get it all fired up there out on the track, isn't there, Brian? So a certain energy, you could say. Oh, yeah, there is. You know, the old Can-Am cars are big block Chevys, you know, 500 cubic inch, 600 horsepower, thundering things. And then, of course, there's Formula One cars that are turned 10,000 RPM, which are pretty impressive as well. So they go, they really howl those ones. Yeah. So Very you, again, a bit of a chance to walk around, see some of the cars, it sounds like, and then you'll get to actually see them out there moving around on the track. That's correct? 
That's correct. Yeah, because at the same time that's going on with the car show, the Northern Alberta Sports Car Club has a regular race meet with a vintage cars. So there'll be 25 to 30 vintage race cars that run in the vintage class, a selection of all kinds of cars from the past, plus modern spec Miatas, and there's some open-wheel cars like Formula Libras and Formula E's and those sorts of things. Proceeds going to support stars in the Rainbow Society of Alberta? That's correct, yes. The Rainbow Society of Alberta and stars are their, are our charitable donations to go to, yes. What, uh, what is the relation there? What, why the, what the relationship, I guess, between the, um, the charities and, and the cars? Is there a link that you could speak to? I don't know. Historically, the Sports Car Club has always supported stars, and the Z Car Club has done the Rainbow Society stuff. So this year we're doing both. We had There was a, a revival done pre-COVID. We did one where we had stars there as well. And it's just, it's just been one of those things. We've always been linked up with those guys. In many ways, when we had the Indy races downtown, the Sports Car Club put on supporting races there, and Stars was there as well. So that all that that whole linkage, we we you're right, we've just been connected with them all the time. So Saturday is the day to head down to Rad Torque Raceway. It gets going. You said around 11 a.m. Yep, yeah. The cars will start earlier, but the show starts. The car show is officially 11 to four. The racing actually starts at nine, and the, and it continues till four o'clock in the afternoon. Brian, I wish you all the best weather and uh, and all of the success with the event this weekend. You enjoy it, okay? I will do that. Thank you very much for your help. Thank you. Absolutely. Brian Sinfield from the Northern Alberta Sports Car Club. Again, the, uh, the, the Speed Park Revival Car Show, and then they've got the races going on there as well. You've got an affinity for some of these older or, or unique cars. This sounds like the place to be. You've got a, an affinity for horse racing. How about the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby down at Century Mile? That's Saturday as well. We'll tell you more about that with uh, the guy who who has trained the horse who is the favorite right now. And that is uh, Robertino Diodoro, the trainer. We'll hear from him next when we come back after one last time out here on Inside Sports. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Brendan Escott in one last time here before Reed returns from vacation. We've got football on the network tomorrow night, but uh, the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby takes over Century Mile Racetrack on Saturday. And somebody who's very familiar with uh, <laughs> with the uh, with first place. Shall we, shall we just call it what it is? Robertino Diodoro, an Alberta-based horse trainer on the line right now, but uh, Robertino, it's it's taking you well beyond the borders of Alberta. I appreciate you jumping on Inside Sports tonight. How's it going? Uh, good, good. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, the pleasure's all mine. So maybe the perfect person to talk to about what makes the Canadian Derby so special for a horse trainer, especially one that is from Alberta originally. 
Well, I always say it's the Stanley Cup of horse racing, and uh, you know, especially being born and raised here in Alberta, and, you know, it's the best race in uh, Western Canada. Gives you a sense of pride, perhaps, competing right in your own backyard, like a sense of defending it almost. Yeah, definitely, definitely is, and uh, especially having uh, you know some uh, clients uh, slash friends that own own these horses and uh, uh, having family up here and stuff. Uh, definitely. Uh, you have two horses running in the Derby this year. That's correct. Yeah, correct. Yep. Uh, so we've Great got Escape and uh, Red Knobs. Yeah, and they uh, they had quite the accomplishment. I was reading earlier this year at the the Manitoba Derby. Why don't you tell me about that? Yeah, no, uh, they ran first and second. Actually, we had uh, three horses in the race, and they ran first, second, third. And uh, Red Knobs won the Manitoba Derby. Great Escape was third. I mean, uh, second. Sorry. And, uh, no, it was a good race, and uh, uh, they both have uh, come out of their uh, out of the Manitoba Derby in good shape and shipped over here to Edmonton uh, uh, two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, like I said, been uh, training quite well over the track at Century Mile. <laughs> You're humble. I think that's the only time in, like, 74 years worth of the Manitoba Derby that a barn has crossed one, two, three the way they did. So uh, what what would it mean to you, again, as we chat with uh, Robertino Diodoro, uh, a horse trainer here ahead of the Canadian Derby, what would it mean to you to, to see one of your horses cross the finish line first again and, and take down the Canadian Derby? No, like I said, it, it's an honour. It's an honour to run in it, uh, first of all, and... Uh, and never gets old to win it. And uh, again, you know, a uh, good group of guys that own uh, both horses again this year. And, uh, the the Great Escape uh, connection, uh, you know, mostly all uh, uh, all Alberta guys except for Arnie Benwest. He's from uh, British Columbia, but uh, you know, um, more friends than uh, even clients. You know, so it's a good group of guys. And then uh, uh, Mr. Noakes from uh, Manitoba. So, like I said, good group of guys. And uh, uh, never gets old to win it, so we're pretty excited uh, our, the way our horses are coming into the race and uh, looking forward to Saturday. What do you like about each of the horses, Red Knobs and uh, Great Escape? Uh, both uh, big, solid horses, and uh, I think that's what you need to, you know, to compete at this level and uh, to get these uh, three-year-olds ready for the Derby. they they got to be big, uh, uh, strong, healthy horses that can uh, hold up to the training to, uh, to get them ready for this uh for these uh, derbies, like I said, the Manitoba Derby and now the, the Canadian Derby. And uh, like I said they're both uh, very solid horses. So, so we're, we're excited. Is there anything that you as the trainer would say to the, the rider of the horse ahead of an event like this, uh, just in terms of how the horse has been training? Or, or what, what would that be like for somebody who maybe isn't as familiar with the practice? You know, it's all different uh, situations and horses. With the, with these two on Saturday, both riders have, have rode these horses before. Uh, they're both uh, top riders. Been you know very fortunate to have both uh, Rico Walcott and Jorge Carino uh, on these two horses. So, uh, very accomplished, uh, good veteran riders. So there's not going to be much for instructions when the gates open. They're in charge and. Uh, uh, like I said, it's all in their hands. <laughs> uh, Robertino, can you let me in a little bit on the process of, of naming a horse? Who who sort of gets that distinction? Uh, usually the people that either breed the horse or buy the horse at a young age. Uh, these horses were both purchased uh, earlier this year, so they were already named. Uh, so our connections had nothing to do with uh, naming these horses. But uh, again, when you buy a horse... Uh, as a young horse at a yearling or a weedling at a sale, then uh, 
usually, uh, you know, the people that uh, purchase the horse uh, usually get to name them. I wonder for you, is there any family connection now that you've been in this business uh, as long as you have? I think you, you got your card back in, in 1995, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but but here you are all these years later. Uh, have you been able to pass the, the gene along? Well, my son was actually uh, with me down in the U.S. for a while. He, he's back up here in Canada, uh, actually working in the uh, oil industry. But uh, he... Uh, uh, he's here for the week and uh, enjoying the race as Thomas. And, uh, uh, of course, my parents, uh, my dad, he helped me out a lot uh, when we first started. But, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Thomas will continue in the horse industry. So uh, I might be the last one standing here oh. as the family. <laughs> <laughs> Your legacy, Robertino, has been uh, quite impressive as we chat with uh, you just ahead of the 93rd running here of the Canadian Derby. Final question for you, just, you know, what can, can fans expect down at the racetrack? What are the sights and the sounds like when this uh, event is, is put on? Well, I mean, it's going to be a huge crowd Saturday. Of course, uh, you know, it looks like the forecast looks great. And, uh, you know, I, I would say it's uh, probably the best card of, uh, there's 11 races and it's a pretty solid uh, day of uh, racing and uh, some really good races. Big fields, and uh, which is always good for the betters. And uh, I think it's going to be a full house. There's going to be a lot of action. And uh, I know they got some uh, food trucks and stuff c- coming out. And uh, should be a lot of fun. Like I said, going to be a big crowd on Saturday. Well, I wish you all the luck uh, with the event, and I hope you enjoy it and get great weather. No, I appreciate that, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. That is Robertino Diodoro, an Alberta-based horse trainer. He's worked all over North America in that realm. Actually, he had a horse in the uh, in the Kentucky Derby in 2021. It was called Keep Me in Mind, finished seventh. They're hilarious, right? The horse names, uh, to me, it's they're fantastic. Red Knobs, Great Escape, and Clancy's Pistol. One, two, and three in the Manitoba Derby, all from Diodoro's barn. Um, Soaring for the Sun and Gunfighter are the uh, the morning line favorites, it would seem. So, lots. Uh, bottom line is Saturday. Once that rolls around on a Century Mile, there's going to be lots for you to take in, and uh, and. You know what, Kellen? Like to throw mm. on a stylish chapeau and head on down to the track might be a little bit hot for a, for a really, you know, extreme kind of chapeau. Yeah, but, but that keeps the sun off the back of your neck, right? It so. does. So I guess it depends how much like lace and how many flowers you've got budding off of it, or if you're a man, you know, how tall your, your bucket hat is. Do you have a fascinator or five or six that you're going to strap on the top of that thing and <laughs> parade around the paddock with? It so. <laughs> It's fun. There's there's something, and listen, I, I've got a I've got a meander down to a horse racing event. I like like a, a genuine event. I've been mm. down there for like a weekend when they've got some racing going on, but I have yet to see the Canadian Derby. I can only imagine the extravagancies and and just the outfits that everybody's wearing. I think that the hullabaloo around it kind of is as much fun, if not more fun, than than throwing your money down on on the ponies. Which again, you just heard from the guy that's got the two favorites right mm-hmm. here for saturday action-packed weekend coming up of just sports and other content going on around the city and even around that area around that international airport area you got canadian derby as you as we just talked about here going on and that's the the biggest richest 
biggest thing that we've got going horse racing wise. You got over at Rad Torque, you have the uh, the Speedway Park revival, which would be really cool. Uh, you know, to see all the old uh, road race cars out on the racetrack there and, uh, and, and that stuff. And then during the evenings, of course, the Monster Truck Throwdown happening out at Rad Torque Raceway as well, um, you know, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, that will be a lot of fun for the kids and, you know, for the big kids as well. Yeah. This, this is also last weekend for the Fringe, the Fringe Festival happening in the middle of the city too, uh, down at Old Strathcona. And uh, top it all off, tomorrow night, live on Ched. Listen to the Elks hopefully get a win against the Red Blacks. You know, knock on whatever this is made of. <laughs> yeah, again, like it, it, this is as close as they're going to get to a winnable game on paper. And they don't want to look at it that way. And I don't want to speak ill things into existence. But you got to make hay while the sun is shining. And I know if you're outside or you're driving to the lake right now or whatever, and you look up, the sun is certainly shining right now. I'm convinced that's not a coincidence. It's nice to see the team didn't have to move the practice indoors this week because of rain. So Yeah, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah. Head out east. You hope for the best weather-wise out there. I don't. I couldn't tell you what the conditions are supposed to be, but it shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter. Both teams faced with adversity in terms of injuries. It'll be Caleb Evans starting at quarterback for the Red Blacks, and uh, once again, Taylor Cornelius toting the rock as we await the return, maybe or, or maybe not, of Trey Ford and this lingering injury to his throwing shoulder. Disappointing because of how exciting it was watching him take the field and win that that game out in Hamilton and and uh, you know the belief was there at that point and that really took some wind out of the sails for the Elks I believe anyway anyway still a half a season worth of football to be played so there's plenty of time to claw back in certainly to the crossover picture it's got to start this week, though. There's, you know, you can you can say that against a team like BC, you can say it against Saskatchewan, but those were going to be tough games to emerge victorious from if you were the Elks. Now heading out east against uh, the whole East has struggled. Ottawa has struggled more than you have. Somehow they have managed to struggle more than Edmonton has. Yeah, so. what boggles the mind is there will be one Western team at the end of the year that will not be in the playoff picture and there will be an Eastern team that potentially has a worse record than that Western team that messes or that misses that will be in the playoff picture in the East. And that's your <sighs> nine team league. Anyway. <laughs> and that's your nine team league. Big shout out to Reed Wilkins for letting me uh, slide into the big chair in his absence. And thanks for the help that Dave Campbell aided in uh, booking some of the guests you've heard over the last couple of nights. It's always nice hanging out with you. Five o'clock kickoff tomorrow. Our coverage on 630 Ched starts at 330. I've got the countdown show from this very seat right here. The guys are out in Ottawa. We'll tell you everything you need to know. We'll get you set. Week 11 in the CFL. Kadri is a flame? What? The Battle of Alberta is going to be awesome this year. It's Brendan Escott here. I'm heading out so long from the 630 Ched Studios. Off to a global news weather traffic update.